have a very special guest today. Jacqueline Howard is going to be on the podcast. Jacqueline is an EA and a community manager. She's been a member of Serve Salesforce for two years. She's the real OG, but more than that, she's a dear friend. And I'm super excited for her to share her journey, how she went from selling baby hats and booties on Etsy to homeschooling mama four to now having a crazy successful on her own terms service-based business. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. The month of August, we have a very, very special brand new training experience. The whole month of August, we're talking all about how to confidently price your services so you can stop worrying about what to charge. If you've ever wondered how to switch from hourly to packages, or maybe you're already on package pricing, but you don't know if your prices are too high, too low, you want to make sure that your clients feel like the value you bring is worth the price that you charge and you're ready to start charging more while working less. The Confident Pricing Series is for you. It's going to be a three-part training experience completely live. We will also have a pop-up Facebook group where you can connect and get bonus trainings with me. And this is a brand new training and only available live for the month of August. You're not going to want to miss this training. So head to brandymouse.com forward slash confident and get registered today. I promise this is going to be a training that you've never seen before. So head over to brainymouse.com forward slash confident and get registered today. Hey, 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 Serve Scale Soar. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for this day because I have one of my most favorite people from our community, real OG Serve Scale Soar member, Jacqueline on the podcast today. And I'm just so excited about this conversation. She is such a light in this world, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. So Jacqueline, tell us about who you are as a person and about your business. Thank you, Brandy. Well, as a person, I am, of course, a mom, a wife, a mother of four kids that I've been homeschooling. I love to create things. I like to crochet. I like to just read. I'm kind of a undercover introvert, maybe people don't know that. And so I really just like to be by myself a lot and just do things that don't require a lot of people. As a business, I am um, an EA and uh, so executive assistant and a community manager. And I've shifted. I used to be more just customer service and I've kind of evolved into community management is what I enjoy. And so, yeah, that's it about myself and business, I think. I love this. So I know everyone's going to ask, but are you a homeschooling mama by choice or was this a pandemic? Well, by choice-ish. So <laughs> my oldest went to kindergarten in a public school. And then, um, so she was five and I had a four-year-old, a three-year-old or two and a newborn, something like that. So I had a whole bunch of like toddlers at home. And I found that like every morning getting her out the door, all I did was yell at her. And just, I was just yelling. And then by the time she left and I caught my breath, I was just like, hmm, 
I didn't really say anything nice to her this morning, you know, and I'm thinking, how many years of this can one child take before they're completely destroyed? Right. So I tried to like look into like other schools that maybe started later in the day because maybe we just weren't morning people. But anyways, after a bunch of research and all of that and just the experience with the school, I was just like homeschooling is the only option where I don't have to wake her up so early. It doesn't have to be chaotic, but we can still accomplish what we need to accomplish. And so it started with her. And my idea was, well, when at least two of them can go to school, I can, you know, switch. But the more we got into the groove, it just made sense to keep going. So she's actually graduated now. She's uh, this year, she graduated senior. And so we did it. We made it. (laughs) Yay. And now are your other children homeschooled as well? No, actually, right before the pandemic hit, I actually put all four of them in a private school, which is one of the choices that, you know, have my own business gave me. So I was really thankful for that. But I put them all in a private school. But then, you know, uh, January, whatever, like February, when the pandemic hit, they all came back home. So I was like, oh, well, we're back. And then they had the option this year of either go back or stay home. And two of them chose to just stay home. And two of them chose to go back. So I have half in school, half at home. Gotcha. Okay. So no wonder you're an introvert. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You cannot even be by choice. Yeah. It's (laughs) like, I'm all peopled out. I'm all peopled out. Well, I think that one of the most beautiful things that you said is like, how long can this go on for this child? And it's so funny. Riley's not in school yet. And we have the same conversation all the time. Like, oh my gosh. Like, we talk about putting her in preschool and stuff. And it's like, I envision these awful, crazy mornings. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's because maybe it was chaotic in my household or that's what TV shows us. And I'm like, I don't want chaos in the morning. I want like calm. And this is my time to snuggle with her. Exactly. And I think it's so beautiful that your business. And at that point, did you have a business? Actually, I did, but it was selling handmade baby hats and baby booties on Etsy. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is interesting. So I love (laughs) that you have this entrepreneur spirit where you've had this where it's given you choices, no matter if Mm -hmm. it was being NEA or selling on Etsy, you've had these choices because of that entrepreneurial side of you. Mm -hmm. And I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of power in that. I know tons of people that are in MLMs and they get to be at home and it doesn't really matter how you get to be at home. If you get to be at home and create those choices, that's what really matters. So tell us then, how did you go from selling hats on Etsy to being an EA? Well, it's so funny. I guess if Surf Scale Store would have been around back then, basically you can't scale that the way I was doing it, you know, where I was making each hat and each booty and then having to ship it and all that. It wasn't scalable. And anyone who's an artist can relate to the fact that when you create something, it's kind of like your baby. And it's like, nobody's baby's as cute as mine. So like I could teach someone else to crochet, but it's not gonna be as cute as if I do it. Right. And so I couldn't scale it. And the reality is I was homeschooling for children. There's no way you're going to have enough time to make enough product to make a sustainable business. Right. And so I took a break from that and I think I actually like babysat people's kids, like moms who worked outside the home. I would watch their kids for a few hours, like after school, whatever, kind of as a, to make income and that didn't work anyway. So again, took a break from that. And then I was heading up a homeschool group where I would hire teachers, train them 
and people pay tuition to be in the group and I'd pay the teachers and whatever. So I was kind of running this like mini homeschool school. And one of the dads in the program, he's a book marketer. He has like an online business or whatever. And he, I'm not really sure, maybe just like the administrative stuff I was doing. He was like, Hey, I could really use someone with your skill set to help me in my business. And I was like, okay, sure. Whatever, you know, extra couple hundred dollars a month. And he basically taught me how to be his assistant and he would create these little videos. He's like, this one I need you to do every Monday, every whatever, whatever, whatever. And the more tasks he gave me, the more he paid me. Well, one day he asked me to do something. I don't even remember, but he said it so easily. Like it made, it made me feel like I should know what that is. Cause he knows what it is. Right. But I didn't. So I Googled it. And in Googling it, somehow I came across this ad for a VA course. And I was like, what's the correlation? And and as I looked into it, I realized I'm a virtual assistant. This is interesting. And I bought the courses and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a whole business. And so anyway, that's how I kind of got into it. I love that because you've always had this drive to do something (laughs) on your own. Yeah. And it went through so many iterations to get to Mm -hmm. where just starting your business. And we haven't even talked to all the iterations that have happened once that happened. But it's so cool how these little things drive us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. And so once you found this course, you're like, okay, I have this course being a virtual assistant, like this whole thing. Then where did your business go? Well, the course was a bit, I don't want to say overwhelming. I'm not really sure, but I just kind of kept doing what I was doing for him, but perfected myself. Like everything I learned in the course, I would just fine tune it for his business. Like, and and, and I just basically became very valuable to him. And when I hit the marketing part, it was a snag because I don't like to market. I don't, I was like afraid, but I became so valuable to him. He had no problem telling everybody and anybody who needed an assistant about me. And so my business grew that way, but he's in book marketing. So everybody he was referring me to were authors and stuff like that. And they were all phenomenal people, but I'm, you know, it's not really my jam. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? And so then I kind of hit a pause because I quickly discovered, you know, when they say create your ideal like client, what you want. And I used to hear that and I'd be like, what's this point? Like, just as long as they pay me well and I know how to do what they're asking, like, who cares? But the problem is when you're working in a business that you don't either like, care about or understand, like, what do they even do here? You easily, for me anyway, my quality of work wasn't as good because there wasn't really much passion. It was kind of like, okay, send the email, blah, 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 blah. But when I really cared about what they were doing, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're changing the world or they're changing this person's life. It it almost became my business. Like I showed up in it with all the energy and I gave it my all. And therefore I got better reviews and I became more valuable, got paid more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I took a pause on some of the referrals because, and even asking for referrals because I realized I didn't like some of the people or uh, sorry, some of the businesses, like I didn't want to work with that demographic. So it took kind of a hit for a while where I wasn't really making much until I started you know, really when I joined, uh, joined Surf Sales Consort and I was able to kind of understand what does it mean to find your ideal client? What does it mean to niche down? Like I would hear these things, but they weren't personal to me. They just sounded like good things to say, but I didn't understand why. 
I think I got off track with the question, but no, that's okay. <laughs> so I think this is really important because sometimes it is easier just to collect a paycheck or it, like your contracted amount of money than to go out and market. But it, who is that really serving? And sometimes it's better to turn down clients yeah. than to actually take them on. And we've had Meredith on the show, or it's coming up, something like that, is mm-hmm. that she was actually someone who came to me to want to run her the ads for, and she's in the medical field that has no interest to me. Like I would, and I told him, I was like, I love what y'all are doing, but like, I can't get excited about this. This is just not my cup of tea. And I always think about that from watching shark tank, like Mm there'll be an amazing idea that comes in, but if Lori is allergic to lemons, she's not going to invest in lemonade and you no. just have, like you have to say no, even if right. it looks like a great business partner or whatever it is. Like sometimes you just have to say no to opportunities. Not every opportunity do you need to take. So yeah. then it clicked with you. And what was mm-hmm. the moment? Like what made it click for you? It's something that we hear all the time. Niche down, niche down, niche down, identify your ideal client. Do you remember what it was that really made you be like, Oh, this makes sense. Probably when it happened to me twice, because I'm apparently stubborn. So it happened twice before I realized this is why you need to know who you want to work with. The first time it happened, I took something just because the person asked. They were like, oh, could you do this and that? And I was like, okay, I, mean, I, guess, I guess I know how to do that. It's not that hard. But I just wasn't interested. Like I wasn't interested in what they were doing. And even the communication style, I didn't quite understand I not I didn't understand but we just didn't you the didn't chemistry vibe. it just didn't work but I took it because I'm like okay this is just money or whatever and it was hard for me to show up and do the work like I would wait till last minute because I just didn't feel like doing it or I would just try to like I don't know it just I wasn't showing up as my best self because I didn't want to be there so that relationship did not end well because that client gave me feedback on like an email or something that I wrote out. And he was just like, this doesn't, this is not, you know, and I totally actually agreed with him. I was like, you're right. That is not what you asked for. Granted, some of it, I just didn't understand what he was asking for, but I was like, I owned it. I was like, yeah, you're right. This is not up to standard. This should be way better. And I just can't deliver that because I'm, it's not in my wheelhouse or it's not just what I'm interested in. And so I had to take a day and pow and feel bad for myself and whatever. But truth of the matter is that was my fault. I knew I didn't like it and I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it, but I just took it to have income. And so that was the first time it happened. And um, why I needed it to happen again was because initially I thought I just need to get more organized. I was waiting last minute. I just need to get more punctual. I need to da 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 and do all this stuff. And then Incident number two happened where I took on a client again, just like, oh, I just, you know, need income. And there was something about the individual, like we just weren't aligned. And I just want to say this and not in a judgmental way, it doesn't really matter. But for some people, like for me, being a person of faith, if someone has a belief that's like way opposite of what I believe, there's eventually like our, some people call it energies. I will call it like spirit, you know? just don't align. Like this person was phenomenal as a human, as a business owner, nothing wrong with them and nothing wrong with me. But there was just something where it's like, I felt uneasy in their presence. I'm sure they felt like they looked uneasy in my presence. Like, and I think it's just the fact and we never even talked about our beliefs. 
we never talked about our release, but what you believe comes out and how you talk. Right. Yeah. And so if she's saying like, let me pull cards and tell you how your week is going to go. And I'm like, whoa, like, I don't, <laughs> you know, like I don't do that. And so that was for me, something that I ignored and I should not have, because then it came down to like, if there's a team meeting and they're like summoning, whatever they're summoning, I'm not going to participate in that. Yeah. But then that makes me look like I'm not trying to be all in in the business. And that wasn't it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally get this. And so basically, and, and I also learned that uh, I need to work on being assertive and just say what you need, say what you don't want, you know, and I allowed it to kind of drag on. And then it's like a big launch was coming up. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I should just stick around for the launch. I feel so bad. But then it was kind of like, no. Cause we couldn't even move forward. And so, um, I, you know, we ended the relationship, like we both agreed that we didn't work, but still felt bad. I still felt bad because it's like one, I should have spoken up sooner, but two, okay, this person's about to go into a launch. Like what a horrible time to like, let them know that this isn't going to work. And then that's when I realized the two common things was I ignored my instinct at the beginning that something wasn't going to line up, but I was chasing revenue too much and not chasing passion or purpose or clarity in what I want. And so, yeah, it was a hard lesson to learn, you know, because I just feel bad. I'm all about feeling bad all the time. So I'm like, <laughs> I feel bad. So I think there's some important things in here though. And this is why the very first step in serve scale soar and scale with simplicity is the fact that you have to identify who you want to work with, not so you can niche down and get super specific. It's more about your happiness level. And mm-hmm. all that we've been talking about is like your happiness level was not at in the green. You were definitely in the red. And when we have this beautiful opportunity to create our own business, to be our own bosses, to work for ourselves, why in the world are we taking on clients who don't make us happy? And Mm -hmm. it is the chasing the revenue. And the thing that I think sometimes we all have to learn, I see it, especially with my ad managers, where I tell them, don't take on these clients and they take them on. And sometimes we just have to learn for ourselves. Like we just have to go through it. And you're like a parent and you're like, oh, why are you doing that? I told you not to, but you have to let it happen. And then on the other side, they're like, oh, dang, you were right. And you were like, Mm -hmm. I know I was right. I was trying to protect you. But it's just that lesson that you have to learn. And so when you learn this lesson on your own, don't beat yourself up about it. Just know like, great. Now I hopefully won't make the mistake again. And if I do, I'll learn from it the second time. Exactly. And you know, part of business. Exactly. And you know, I think too, is that because I think had I heard this year one into business, I would have been like, well, if I get particular about what I want, I'm never going to blah, 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 blah. And so to that person, that's like, I have to take whatever I can get just to get my feet wet. I will say to them, yes. Sure. To start out, because, you know, I think we jump into this sometime for me, it was like, I needed to survive. I needed to be able to provide. So I'm not saying don't feed your kids in the name of your passion. Yes. In the beginning, absolutely. You may need to just take what you, you can take, but then you have to grow up in your business and move from I just need to survive to you need to thrive and then you need to soar. Right. And so I think I don't want anybody to hear this thinking, well, I'm just starting, like if I'm going to niche down to only, 
you know, brunettes who have ads who live in Tennessee on the West Coast, like, oh my gosh, right? No. So when you're first starting out, take whoever you can take to get that practice, but quickly shift to thriving and be confident in what you can get and and pursue what you want because that's the whole point of a business, right? And then um, before you know it, you'll be soaring. So yeah. Yeah. And I think also in the beginning, it's good to play the field. Like mm-hmm. drop the blonde or the brunette yeah. <laughs> in the blonde in California. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you don't know what you like you until know. you kind of try but it out. Then yeah. You'll quickly figure out what you like and what you don't like. And one thing that you said is you didn't follow your instinct. And I talk about gut feelings a lot. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is the power of a discovery call that you're running, not one that your client runs the show, but you're running because you can really like, I think that I don't want to say everyone should be able to do this, but like, especially as women, we have this amazing intuition. Like women are just way more intuitive than men. And we have this amazing intuition that we know these red flags before mm-hmm. they come up. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times I see it all the time in surf scale store where People are like, I saw these red flags on the discovery call, but I thought maybe they were having a bad day. And it's like, no, <laughs> we have discovery calls for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel those red flags, then run, don't mm-hmm. walk, run the other way because that mm-hmm. discovery call will be the best that that client's ever going to be. Like mm-hmm. they're exactly. trying to show up nice. You're trying to show up nice. That will be the best that they're ever going to be. So I think that's another important lesson that you said is that you just didn't follow your instinct. And mm-hmm. sometimes it takes us time to learn a to follow it, but I hope that more people start following their gut, that instinct, because we are so powerful as women that we have this intuition about us. Mm-hmm. And for that person that's sitting there listening, thinking, well, I could take that person and, you know, whatever, listen, both times, the person that I took that wasn't for me hindered me from accepting another person because there was like, I was already overwhelmed. And so I couldn't take this person that was actually a better fit. So sometimes we also have to get out of this desperate mindset where we're like, this is my only discovery call all month. I have to take them because they scheduled. You don't. Absolutely not. Because every time you say no, you're opening up a yes somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So yes, I love that. Okay. So you figured out like, okay, I got this. I know who I'm serving. Now what is, and you joined Serve Scale Store, best decision ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so, and just so everyone knows, Jacqueline's like OG to Serve Scale Store. She was one of the very first founding members. And we just, um, we're going on year three, or we just wrapped up year two. So you would have just re-enrolled for your three. So yeah. And so I'm just so grateful for you and to see your journey. So tell us like, okay, I got, I nailed the niche, got it down. Now, what has your business look like? You know, let's talk about through the pandemic and then 2021 so far. Yeah. The pandemic, I had a lot of high hitting months, like all my high months, you know, cause I think before the pandemic, I could like barely touch 5,000 a month. Like I would almost be there. Like I could feel it, but I'd be like, then it would go back. And then I was almost there whatever. But during that, the pandemic, especially the height of it, like May to September, I had a lot of those, like my higher months that I've ever had where I was surpassing 5,000. And I was like, wow. Um, it was really good because I don't know, like Sometimes I I tend to be that person that's like, oh, my name is not going to get picked for the drawing. It's always that person, that person, that person. And so it was kind of cool. Like, you know, a lot of people did lose jobs and did lose clients and like my heart went out to them, but that wasn't my story in that season. I actually grew 
And so the pandemic was good for me. I don't know if that, you know, is no, you that's know, really right okay. to say, yeah. but it was um, good. And I had a lot of my highest months and I got to dibble dabble and do one-offs and things with a lot of different types of clients. And I think that that really helped me narrow down. Like I really like to work with this kind of demographic. Speaking of which, one of my mindset hiccups. So because my first client, like I said, he was a book marketer, he's a white male. So all his referrals were white men. So all my clients were white men. And whenever I would get on discovery calls with females, they would never hire me. So in my mind, I started saying, women don't want to hire me. Women don't like me. I'm not good. At, you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, what, you know? And so then I got back on my whole, it's because women are really organized and I'm not organized enough and I need to have more pink and more blah, 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 blah. So it was all these issues that I thought were with me. And then somebody told me, um, maybe that belief is blocking women from hiring you. You're probably showing up on discovery calls already telling yourself she's not going to hire me. She's not going to hire me. And literally after that conversation, the next couple of discovery calls with women, I was just like, okay, I'm qualified. I am good enough. Let's just get on this call. And um, it was just phenomenal because now my, you know, rosters mixed a little bit better. I'm, I still have more guys than, than, than girls, but that was just interesting thing that also happened um, that I think I was blocking myself from growing because oh, I didn't yeah. believe that I could be hireable by females, which is weird, you know? No, it's not weird at all because <laughs> there's something very similar. I was told that I carried around a very masculine energy a long time ago. I was told this and then I went to law school and everything. And I've always been like no emotions. And I met someone at an event and it was right before, it was actually January, 2020. And she came up and she hugged me. And I'm not a hugger and I was very <laughs> guarded. And yeah. she said, I love your energy. You are full of feminine energy. And I was like, what? Like me, <laughs> I do not have feminine energy. What are you yeah. talking about? She was like, no, you do. Like, and I was like, no, no, no. I've always been told like, I'm very grounded. I carry a masculine. And she was like, you are grounded, but you have this warmth, caring, feminine energy. And I was like, who are you talking about? And I got home Aww. and I like started researching. And in 2020, after she told me that, I have been told so many times, but I truly stepped into the feminine energy. But mm-hmm. I had been holding on to this like thought mm-hmm. that I like had to have this masculine energy to be successful as a female. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, we can be ha- like share our feminine energy and be successful as females and stepping into yeah. that. So it's so crazy how powerful our words are. Yeah. And um, I was reading the four agreements. I wasn't reading it. Anyone who wants to check out the four agreements, I highly suggest the audible. And they yeah. say you have to be impeccable with your word. Being impeccable with your words is what we say to others and what we say to ourselves because those mm-hmm. words have more impact on people than we ever know and more impact yeah. on ourselves. And so you were telling yourself that I was telling myself that. Mm-hmm. And then it's so funny how as soon as we drop that, we get a step into a more powerful us. Right. Right. And so that's so, beautiful. And so, okay. So you stopped telling yourself that you started yeah. racking up some women. You're doing really good during the <laughs> racking that up some women. So, yeah, that sounded so bad after I saw it. And we're not even going to cut that. We're going to leave that in there. 
<laughs> so getting some women clients <laughs> and then I'm um, doing really well during the pandemic, which I love. Mm-hmm. And now what's going on? You just had your highest month. So tell us about life and business. Yeah. I just had my highest month and you know, I feel like one, I had to stop playing small and in things like believing women wouldn't hire me, things like I still have issues with being on camera. So I'm glad this is not a video recording, but I, I, you know, I don't, I just, I just don't like to be on camera. I don't like to do all that stuff. And so I had to let go of all these things that like stopped me from just showing up. I think when we get into the entrepreneurial space, like joining Surf Scale Soar, I look at you, I'm inspired. I'm like, I can do that. And then you know, listen to all the things you're teaching. And there's this idea that if I'm not doing it the way you're doing it, and my journey isn't mapping out exactly the way yours is, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it right. Like all these weird things that I, you know, was believing. And I just kind of had to surrender all of that. Like I had to just, I'm me. And so when I show up and I show up as me, whatever I was meant to deliver to the world is what the world needed. And that's what they will get. I'm not going to deliver Brandy. I'm not Brandy. There's one Brandy and that's good. And there's one Jacqueline that's good. And there's one Stephanie and whoever else. Like we don't need to be duplicates of one another. And when I kind of let that go and just showed up as myself and I was okay if a client said, oh, I don't think we're a good fit. Or if I had to say we're not a good fit, it was fine. And I think when I was really tense and trying to make more money and trying to get more clients, it's almost like that tense was like building up a wall Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to grow. But when I just kind of relaxed and I kind of nourished my soil and learned what I could and rested and spent time with friends and kind of like learned to kind of nourish myself, I was able to be who I needed to be in my business. I think that was the difference. And then uh, there was another thing, oh, was showing up bigger Um, I always believed that to show up big, I had to do everything big. I had to have a website. I had to do da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I realized that it's like I needed to alternate um, big leaps with little steps, big wins, little wins. I had to celebrate all of it and try all of it. So maybe a big leap was starting my own podcast. And then a little step might be, you know, looking at my onboarding sequence, making sure that everything flows nicely, and then take another big step, do a video, and then take a small step, start exercising, and then take a big, like I had to go back and forth instead of trying to do massive things all the time. And then when I fail, which they weren't really failures, but I, in my mind, I thought they were failures. Then I kind of wanted to give up the whole thing. So I don't know. I had, it, it was a lot of little tweaks that honestly, it would be a lie to say, it was in six months. It all happened because it, it really wasn't. It, it, I mean, I started taking my business seriously, maybe uh, 2018. And then I joined um, Surf Scale Store in 2019. Yeah, July or May 2019. Yeah, 2019. And we're in 2021. And I'm finally hitting, you know, beyond what I ever thought I could make per month. So really, it's been however many years that is journey. And each week, each month, I would take 10 leaps forward and then two scoots back and then <laughs> 10 steps forward. And so it's not really like cute and sexy and awesome, but it's like we're here. And it's real. It's <laughs> yeah. real. And that's awesome. And that's sexy yeah. because, I mean, we always are like, oh my gosh, like we want to see like the overnight success when none of it is overnight. And that's why we created the podcast episodes 
of entrepreneur spotlights, but also the income reports because there's not enough transparency. And it's so easy to be like, if I'm not doing it like them, I'm not doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. And that's why our whole messaging has changed around like design success on your own terms. It doesn't need to look like the way I did it. My way does not look like pretty much anyone else's way and Mm -hmm. it shouldn't. And your Mm -hmm. way should not look just like mine. I always say there's, I don't always say it, Lego said it, (laughs) that I cannot take credit. (laughs) Let's just be clear that you have to uh, emulate and then innovate. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. like take the steps inside ServeScapeSora that are there, like use them to get some clients, use them to like get your systems up. But then once you have them, innovate, make them your own, like do your Mm. own thing, because that's when the beauty happens is when you're truly showing up as yourself. And so they're just building blocks. They're Lego blocks there. But if you want to create the really cool, like Death Star, then you got to figure it out on your own. Mm -hmm. And so that just got super nerdy. And my husband will be happy with the Star Wars (laughs) reference. And I think that whole make it your own thing, me a year ago, when I heard that, I'm like, what do you mean? Make it your own, like create an ad agent. Like I didn't, I did for some reason didn't click. So for anyone who's thinking that make it your own means make it fit your life, make it fit your skills, make it fit what the heck you want your business to look like. That's what make it your own means. So if you're following a template and you realize this just looks too complicated for me, simplify it for you. If you're looking at it and you're like, "Mm, I only have this many hours a day. This requires four shrink it, resize it for your life. So I don't know why for me, that was a really hard concept to to grasp because I thought that make it your own means literally recreate this whole big massive machine. Yeah. Start from scratch. And that's not what it means. It means take Mm -hmm. what you have, emulate it, and then innovate it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And And I love that so much, Jacqueline. mm -hmm. And another thing you said was that you talked about just, you know, having you know, the pandemic, all these mindset things we tell ourselves and everything. And I think that's so important that we recognize that we all have mind games. We all have like the Mm -hmm. mean girl telling us in our head that we're not doing it right, or we're not moving forward. And I love how you said you moved several steps forward and then a few steps back. Mm -hmm. I would love you to even reframe that is you're never moving backwards. You just took a detour. Like you just like to a detour, but you'll get back. Like Mm -hmm. it's totally fine. And that detour may be a shortcut that gets you there Mm -hmm. quicker. And so we're never moving backwards. We're just taking detours and roadblocks and bumps Mm -hmm. and, but we're all on our own journey. And that's, what's so powerful about the game of life and business is like, we just going to do it our way and it's going to look different. Yeah. And if I'm honest, Brandy, every detour in every two examples, for example, uh, Two years ago, I would have loved to make eight thousand, ten thousand a month, right? But if I'm really honest, I was not ready for that kind of money. Yeah, I wasn't. Like I had no idea. Set aside for taxes. Set aside this percentage. Could you imagine if I would have gotten that much money, spent it all, and then tax came? I'd be like, ah, you know what I mean? And so it's like where you are is exactly where you need to be, and it's a gift. 
Yes. It's a gift according to where, what you can handle. And it's so hard to hear because I'm like, I have so many debts. I have so many kids to feed. I need that, whatever. But I wasn't ready. Like looking back, I wasn't ready. And so some of those setbacks were um, because I had to go back and get some foundational things in line. And so those detours were like, ooh, you're coming up on some greatness, but you're not ready for it. We need a little detour because you have some lessons you need to learn and relearn and adjust your mindset and adjust your habits so that when you get to that great point, you'll still be standing yeah, because absolutely. sometimes, yeah, a lot of growth and success, I think can easily make someone fall apart if they weren't ready for it. Yeah. I just got done recording some podcast episodes. And one of the things that I'm glad you said this is I, when I was in drug sales, I made good money. Like Did you say good- drug sales or direct no. sales? <laughs> Yeah, I was selling lipstick. So I mean, (laughs) direct sales. So MLM, Mary Kay. Um, I made some really poor money decisions. I was really Mm -hmm. young. I was, I mean, like 22 and $10,000 a month, some months. And it's like a 22 year old does not know how to handle that much money. Like I, at least I didn't, maybe there's Mm -hmm. one out there, but not (laughs) me. And at 24, I didn't and 25, Mm -hmm. I didn't. And so the funny thing is going through not knowing how to manage that money. And like, I don't want to damper on like $10,000 a month, but Mm -hmm. like now I just recorded a podcast and talked about how in April, I paid $30,000 in taxes. Mm-hmm. In May, I paid $68,000 in taxes. And now in June, I got to pay another $30,000 in taxes. And it's like all the money's there because we plan it. I have people on my team who help make sure that we're there. Mm-hmm. But you better believe if I was making this much money at 24 before learning all the bad money decisions that you can yeah. make, like yeah. it would have been catastrophic. Like it would have been bad because then the IRS would have come and been like, what is that close to a hundred thousand dollars? And been like, where's our money? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. And then you would have been back into debt or whatever, trying to pay all that back. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to learn. We have to go through these lessons. There's never failure. There's always learning lessons. And one thing that I know is true that keeps coming up is success is the worst teacher. Because if all you're doing is having success, you're never learning you have to go through the hard times to learn. So when you get to the good times, you're prepared for them. Yes, that is so good, Brandy. Damn, I'm like Buddha today. So <laughs> Racking up women. <laughs> selling drugs or something. And selling drugs. <laughs> so uh, this has been such an amazing <laughs> episode, Jacqueline. I have waited for two years for this episode. So I, I am so it. excited. <laughs> to have you on here. And before we wrap this up, I do want to jump into some rapid fire. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So what is your favorite part of your business? Mm, Favorite part of my making money. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Everyone wants to come on and say like my clients and all this. And that's great. But I'm, thank you for standing up and being like making money. I love it. Own that. Because we're not a business if we're not making money. I know. It's a hobby. I love that. Okay. (laughs) Best piece of business advice you've ever received. So I don't know if I received this or it clicked. And so um, God gave it to me is don't skip the foundational things. I love that. Just don't do it. Because if you do one, you're going to have to go back at the most inconvenient, awkward time. But if you do do them and get your foundation really solid, you can build anything anything you want. So that's probably the best. That's beautiful. I love it. 
Okay. So tell me what does success mean to you? Success means peace. Oh, that's, oh my gosh. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, peace of mind. I don't have to worry about where the next meal is coming from. I don't have to worry about how I'm going to fuel my gas tank. I don't have to worry about how tuition will get paid. I don't have to worry about if I go get my hair done, will this mean that, you know, my kids have to go without, I have peace. I have peace. You know what I mean? Like I can make choices. Of course I have to plan and budget, but I can make plans. I can budget. I can do things and have absolute peace of mind that I'm doing something that is not going to hurt my family just because, you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, it gives me a lot of I, peace. Uh, that mm-hmm. was beautiful as well. Yeah. Like, or I could, I could drive my car and I know if it breaks down, I, 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 yes. can, I can, I can take care of that. It gives me peace. And we can totally cut this out if you want, but didn't you post that? I remember it was December. I'm pretty sure it was you. Correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong. But mm-hmm. when we do wins Wednesday and you said you didn't have to put any Christmas presents on credit cards. Absolutely. That was me. And that was peace to yeah. be able to just go buy it. And I'm not going to be paying for those gifts for two, three years after I gave it to them. I bought it. We're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I read all these peace. wins Wednesdays. I don't think yeah. anyone believes I do, but I really yeah. do. And they stick yeah. with me. Like yeah. I remember stuff like that. Yeah. And isn't that a peaceful feeling? I mean, I don't know if you've ever, I mean, you know, yeah, like like we've been to, there. Yeah. It's peace. So success yeah. is peace. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So tell me, you know, this question's coming because you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me what is your favorite part about being in part of serve scale soar? Um, Stephanie Judice. That's my favorite. Part. <laughs> She's our no. podcast editor as well. <laughs> so she can hear this and laugh out of her chair. Um, definitely the people in the community. Definitely, especially Stephanie. Stephanie has been a cheerleader for me and um, just, you know, it's, it's, it's not even like she shattered my world by doing anything crazy, but just being there, be like, Hey, you can do it. Don't give up. You don't want to, you, you don't want to throw away your business. You know what, you know, it's like, or sometimes I'll ask her something and I'm like embarrassed to ask and serve sales for, she's like, well, you should put that in the group. I bet other people have that question, like, especially like early on. And I was like, okay. And so I posted in there and of course, everybody's like this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like utilize the community, Jacqueline. And so, um, the community. And then of course, you know, there's always that one or two people that really keep you going. And so thank you, Stephanie. (laughs) I love it. So I have a question. So we just came up. So you've been with us for two years now Mm -hmm. and you're still in the membership, which it always blows my mind. Like all of you who have stayed, like it's pretty much all of you. There's been like only maybe three or so that have not no longer part, but like it's pretty much all the OGs. And I think that's so crazy. So what keeps you coming back to serve sales or after two years? Um, it's a number of things, the community for sure back to the whole foundations philosophy, I always have to like Kobe Bryant. We all know him legendary. He practices the fundamentals. He, well, when he was alive, you know what I'm saying? I I didn't mean to, but like he, when he was even at his greatest height, he still practiced the basics. And so I'm in there because sometimes I got to go back to the basics and I've got to be reminded like, simplify girlfriend. What are you doing? And who's your ideal client? Do you really want, you know? And so I stay there for that because I know I always need to revisit the foundational things and, um, and then the community. And then three, I think I just believe in you, Brandy. Like I just, 
I do. And I'm like, I just want to be right there and whatever she's doing, I'm going to cheer her on. And I just appreciate that you're, you haven't become too big for us, you know, that you're in the group and that you respond to questions, you know, when you can, and you're cheering on our wins and that you see, you see me, you saw that I could pay off my Christmas without credit card, you know, like that means a lot. And it's like, um, it's totally worth it to stay, you know, connected to the people that helped you get there, you know? And so yeah. I'm like, Brandy was a part of my journey, all these people. And so I just want to stay connected. And it's like, um, it's my community. It's my village. So yeah. it is yours. I mean, yeah. it's all of y'all's. It's not mine. It's y'all's. And yeah. one thing I will say is the moment that I get too big to comment or read or any of that is the moment we will shut down Serve Scale Store because yeah. that's not why I created it. I didn't create it just to like bring in people and not be part of it. Like I want to be part of y'all in the community and see what you're doing. So I love that. And just so everyone knows, I even pop in there and grab resources. I'm in the template (laughs) library. Like, wait, we have this. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I go in conversions for clients, grabbing stuff. Yeah. Or even like the bingo one. Sometimes I have to just look at it and be like, are you doing the things? And you kind of go through there. And yeah. since it's not like a, an annoying checklist, because checklists yeah, are stressful. Yeah. And then you're like, let me see if I can bingo this thing today. You know what I mean? That's and it's amazing. just a fun way to kind of keep business light. And yeah. I think that's one of the things, Jacqueline, is why you're still in business when other people aren't is mm-hmm. because so many times we think that we're too big for the foundations. Or mm-hmm. as I would say in my house, you're never too big for your britches. <laughs> and my child knows what britches are. Yeah. So you're never too big for your bridges. And so like, go back to the foundations. Like too many people think that, Oh, I know how to do this. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't get anything out of it. And it's not true. Like it's not true. Everything you need is in the foundation. And then the online space, things are shifting so fast. Yeah. You think you knew something and then you go back and you realize, Oh, it doesn't even work like that anymore. So yeah. Well, yeah. this has been one of my favorite episodes to record. I've absolutely loved our time together. I know the team's going to have tons of amazing (laughs) sound bites, so that will be fun. But where can everyone connect with you because they need to know you? Well, mainly I'm on Instagram and I'm at the Jacqueline Howard and I'm pretty, I'll respond. I don't post all the time because if you listen to Brandy, that may not be the way to (laughs) create a business, but I am there and I am, I use social to be social. I don't necessarily use it as like the marketing thing. So you want to be social with me. I'm on Instagram at the Jacqueline Howard and I will respond. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. You're welcome. Y'all, how good was Jacqueline? She totally wowed me with her journey in the online space. I'm always so impressed by how the little things in our life lead us to where we are today. And Jacqueline started out with Etsy and now has a thriving online business. And through that journey, she shared with us the roadblocks, the detours, her journey, but also how finding who she really wants to work with was the key and how also defining success, what that means to her and what that looks like in creating her own journey and showing up as who she is, is what really matters. And so I would love for y'all to reach out to Jacqueline, tell her what really stood out to you in this episode and what value you got. And if you would love to meet more people like Jacqueline and join us inside SurfScaleSore, head to surfscalesore.com forward slash free and check out my free training, how to scale to consistent 10K months without a team. 
And there you'll get an amazing 45 minute training, but you'll also learn how you can join us inside of Serve Scale Soar. And until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.